If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. The following content is brought to you by Mr. Fister, Eric Smith, Orange Thunder, and Abigail 13. This is episode 606 of Nintendo Switchcraft. If you have been wondering, where is Bill on Twitch? It's because I started streaming over on YouTube. Uh, so if you want to find that YouTube link, just go to runjumpstomp.com. There is a link that will take you there. Uh, I'll also throw a link in. Oh, I was about to say that I'll throw a link in the show notes, but the show notes are on my website as well. So just go to runjumpstomp.com, click on YouTube. That's where I'm streaming now uh, just to make my life a little bit easier. Um, on this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, some cyber deals that are on the way. My experience with Hyrule Warriors so far, we're going to talk about how to transfer your Animal Crossing save between Nintendo Switches and a little bit of information about um, Doom Eternal. Uh, so if all of that sounds awesome, then why don't you just sit back, relax, and get ready for episode 606 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Let's start the show off with Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. I now have roughly seven hours into that game. And I have to say, this game is an absolute gem. I am having so much fun with it. But it's not perfect. Uh, first off, of course, uh, as everybody had noticed during the demo, there are lots and lots of frame drops where... As I'm playing the game, I can see that there's just too much stuff happening on the screen. And because there's so much stuff happening on the screen, the Nintendo Switch, which is this tiny little tablet, just can't keep up. It can't keep up with everything that you're asking with it, asking for it to do. And so it drops a whole bunch of frames. Has this affected my enjoyment of the game? Absolutely not. Um, it's not the kind of game where... Okay, look... It's definitely important to have a stable frame rate if you can have a stable frame rate. And this is definitely um, an example where a more powerful piece of hardware would be able to run this game a whole lot better. But it's not the kind of game where having a bunch of frame drops is going to impact your gameplay. It's really more of an aesthetics thing. Oh, that doesn't look so nice that it does that. Um, so how far am I into the game? Like I said, I'm about seven or so hours in. I've unlocked the following characters. Obviously you start with Link and you get Impa and Zelda like right after, but then I've gone through and I've also unlocked the four, um, like big, big characters. Uh, so Rivali and Mifa and Urbosa and Daruk. 
I think I feel like I'm getting his name wrong. The the big rock guy. Um, I am having an absolute blast with that. I it's funny as somebody who in Breath of the Wild really didn't care for Mifa as a character. I think that Mifa is really fun to play as. I also really liked Rivali in um uh in Breath of the Wild, but I'm struggling with being able to use Rivali properly. Uh each character has their own special ability if you hit the ZR button. So for instance, Link has the ability, you hit the ZR button, he pulls out his bow and you can shoot stuff, which is incredibly powerful if you are on a level that has like bomb barrels around. So like I, there was this one level where I'm just running through and it was like kill 400 enemies or something like that. And every time I would run into a new, new area, I would just scope out, oh, there's a bomb barrel and I would um, arrow it with the ZR button with Link and it would kill like, I don't know, uh, 50 enemies or something. It was really, really cool. Um, Zelda has her, she, her combat. Each character feels incredibly different. Zelda is always focused on using the Sheikah Slate. So she will alternate between using like Magnesis and Cryonis and um, whatever the Freezy one is where you like you stun Stasis, I think it's called. Um, and then the bombs. Uh, so as you just hit the the um, the X button and you or the Y button and you kind of spam that, uh, she uses all of those things. But then she'll like she'll like leave like little tiny ice blocks around or little bombs around, and then you can set them off by activating the runes with her uh, right trigger button. Um, I have not figured out how Mifa's right trigger button works. When you use that, it puts a little fountain of water on the ground and sometimes she kind of shoots out of it which is really cool but sometimes she doesn't and I haven't been able to figure out what's actually happening there it's very very confusing and then you have um Impa who is uh she's very very cool she will be she can uh hit hit the trigger button and one of the enemies in front of her will have a mark on them, up to three characters. And then you can absorb those marks to make copies of yourself, which is really, really weird. Uh, and then she's just kind of running around spamming everything. Uh, I'm really, really enjoying the game. There are a couple things that I personally would change if I were in charge of it. So first off, the map is kind of overwhelming. Um, if you zoom out so that you can see the whole map, all of the icons become way too small to really figure out what they mean. So then you got to, you spend a lot of time zooming in and out of the map. Uh, and this is just to choose like what things you want to do. And while I get what they were going for, that they were trying to recreate that open worldness that you saw in breath of the wild, to me, it's just kind of tedious. And what I wish that they would do instead is just give me a list of missions based on who the mission is really for. So, you know, have a, a list of characters on the side. And of course, on the top, have like an all characters for the missions that anybody can do. And maybe I can go into like the Mifa uh, button. I can click on the Mifa button and it brings up all of the missions that I can do for Mifa and then separate those into ones that are an actual like mission where you go in and there's combat and other ones where it's just like 
you know, spend these items to upgrade your character. I, I feel like the map is very, I, I don't know. It's just a very clunky interface. And I, I like where they were going with it, but I just feel like that kind of falls flat. Speaking of things that I think fall flat, um, I, this is not a story spoiler. It is a spoiler for a gameplay mechanic. So if you don't want to hear it, just plug your ears or take your headphones out for the next um, 30 seconds. All right. Did you do that? I Well, if you did, then you can't hear me. You can drive the divine beasts. And if in when you get to that point and you're you're doing that, and I'm not going to say what it is again because maybe people are back by now. When you're doing that, it just isn't fun. Like that part of the game is not fun. So the first time that it happened, I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be so awesome. And I was very disappointed. And then the second time that it happened, I was like, oh, man, this again, I'm not really interested in this. So I'm hoping that that doesn't continue. Like I'm hoping we just do that like four times and we're done or maybe at most eight times. But for me, I do not enjoy that part of the game. The combat is really great. And if you've played a a Musou game before, this feels a lot less button mashy. It feels a lot more tactical. If you want to button mash to kill like giant swaths of 50 enemies at a time, you could totally do that. But button mashing when you come up against like the captains, it's not going to work for you. You're going to get your tail handed to you and you're going to get knocked down for button mashing because basically you do almost no damage to them without breaking their their defense first. So how do you do that? Well, it depends on the enemy. So certain enemies will attack different <clears throat> excuse me, attack different ways and it depends on what what uh, weapons they have too. So a a moblin with a sword will have a different attack than a moblin with a club or a moblin with a spear. And it's up to you to learn those attack patterns. And um, you can do things like dodge out of the way and then go in for a, I think it's called a flurry. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but you you attack really fast by spamming the Y button. Um, Just like in Breath of the Wild. You can also, if you're a shield character, you can deflect at just the right time. And you can even do that with a guardian. So if a guardian is shooting a laser at you, you can bounce that back at them. Uh, Or... If they're about to wind up and do like a really big attack, usually what will happen is they will, right above their heads, they will show one of the uh, runes for the Sheikah Slate. So like the bomb rune or, you know, uh, Cryonis or whatever. So like if an enemy's charging at you, you can press, hold down R and press A real quick and a block of ice comes up out of the ground and it's right where the enemy was charging. They'll run into it, get stunned, and now you can break their barrier uh, so you can finally do damage to them. It's a whole lot less button mashy than the other Musou games, but it is really, really good. And I'm sad because Nintendo has said we don't really see this as being um, a series going forward, which is, that's too bad. The game is really good. Um, it is, I think I saw somebody say this is the definition of how spinoffs should be. It's It's awesome. And so if you have not picked it up yet, pick it up. Maybe ask somebody to get it for you for Christmas. It's super fun. I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait to find out what happens in the story so that we can get to that point where, you know, Link is in his coffin and everybody 
is the way that they are at the beginning of Breath of the Wild. So here's my question that I asked on Twitter, and I forgot that I had asked this, but now I'm going into my Twitter bookmarks so that I can bring it up. And I asked, mailbag topic, what do you think of Age of Calamity so far? Vote and reply with your thoughts. So uh, people voted. Now, 56% of the people who uh, responded, they said, I'm not playing it, which is perfectly fine. Uh, But of the people who uh, responded that they're playing it, a vast majority of those people are saying that it's really great. So uh, they they are 100%. It is really great. Um, Vaxer replied, he says, I didn't play it, but the game looks like Zelda Breath of the Wild, so I expect it to be as good. Vaxer, I know that you're not a fan of Musou games, so I would recommend that you stay away from it just because I know your tastes because you're not a fan of the, that type of game. Charles Kendall said, I'm interested and interested, but I have to kill some of my backlog first. You know, that's something else is this game came out when a whole bunch of other games were coming out, which is kind of intimidating. Trevor Allen says, really liking it. I've played about six hours total, including demo time, and it's been really fun. For sure, it has slowed down in frames per second issues, but it hasn't hindered my enjoyment of it. And then finally, Sonic Pulsar says, I love it. So what do you guys think of um, uh, Age of Calamity? If you're uh, listening to this, you can tweet at me on uh, my Twitter account. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave a comment right down below. I will read all of those comments, as I always do. Well, I had my show notes all set, and then I had somebody here in chat uh, send in a super chat, which on YouTube is like a, a highlighted comment that you pay the pay that you pay for. And I saw it, and I thought it was a really good conversation to have. So Abel uh, Torado asks, "Do you think a Switch is worth buying versus the Light Edition?" So honestly, I think that for me. It's got to be the regular Switch. It has to be. But for most people, I think the Switch Lite is probably okay. Now, this kind of leads into or reminds me of something that I wanted to say about um, Age of Calamity. The, the font on some games on the Nintendo Switch is just way too small. I was trying to play Age of Calamity. Maybe it's because I'm really, really, really old. Or maybe the developers just are not taking into account the fact that the screen is pretty small compared to, say, a 1080p TV, and it's kind of hard to read the font sometimes. And as far as Age of Calamity goes, it's certainly not the worst that I've seen on the Nintendo Switch, but the font is smaller than I like. Now, maybe there is a setting in the... in the um, Maybe there is a, a thing in the settings that'll allow me to increase the font size. I haven't looked because I've spent very little time playing uh, in portable mode on my Nintendo Switch uh, for that particular game. But when 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 Abel asks that question, do I think a Switch is worth buying versus a light edition? I think that my my preference for what feels good in the hand is the Switch Lite is is 
infinitely superior, in my opinion, to the Nintendo Switch. Because the Joy-Cons are attached, it just feels more solid. It is lighter, obviously, Switch Lite. It's a lot lighter, and it just feels more comfortable to play handheld. So you have to ask yourself, how important is playing on the TV to you? Because playing on the TV, to me, is incredibly important for a couple of reasons. Number one, the font size is usually kind of hard to see. On the Switch Lite, it's going to be even harder to see. So playing on the TV is pretty important. The second thing that I think is important to keep in mind is that I personally am a content creator. So I stream video games. Um, I... Uh, record YouTube videos about video games. And so with the Switch Lite, I can't do any of that because it doesn't have HDMI out. With the regular Switch, I have to have HDMI out so that I can actually take advantage of that stuff. In fact, when Nintendo announced the Switch, I was already streaming games and stuff. If it didn't have an HDMI out, I was not interested in playing it. I was not interested in trying it even a little. I was going to say, nope, forget it. I'm done which means I would have missed out on a lot of games, but I like making content and I can't make that content without HDMI out. If you're not going to play on TV, if you're just going to play handheld, get the Switch Lite. It's much more comfortable to use. It feels better in the hand. Uh, I think that Nintendo did a better job the second time around than they did the first time around. Uh, But if playing on the TV is important to you, then you definitely have to get the full switch, which is a hundred dollars more. Also, one more thing to keep in mind, if you want to play games like Mario Party or Snipper Clips, stuff like that, if you want to play couch, either co-op or competitive games where you're sitting next to somebody and playing a game with them, then you definitely want to be able to play that on the TV. Um, so here's another example. I don't know if you can play Ring Fit Adventure on uh, on a Switch Lite, but I can't imagine it'd be a good experience because the screen is so small. This is the place where I play most of my games. And I have Ring Fit Adventure. I never play it because I don't have enough room right here to take advantage of it. And there's a ceiling fan right over the TV in the living room downstairs. And I don't want to accidentally like lift the ring up and slam it into the ceiling fan or something. So I just don't use it. I could use it by like just setting my switch up someplace, and but it's just so small. Uh, so you really have to make that decision for yourself. I can't answer that question for you, Abel, but I do think it's a good question. So I'm going to tweet this out right after I finish uh, saying this. It's another mailbag topic, and we'll talk about it later on this week. Do you think that the switch or the switch light is better? All right. If you want to reply to that tweet, I am at RunJumpStomp on Twitter, and we will talk about it on the next episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. All right, everybody. It's that time of year where we had a whole bunch of deals coming. Uh, First off, this was uh, dropped into our community Discord. If you are listening to this, head to RunJumpStomp.com, and you can find a link to the Discord. If you're watching this on YouTube, there's a link in the description down below uh, Target currently has a family membership for Nintendo Switch Online on sale. This is a year of Nintendo Switch Online 
for a family that's, I think, six people. Maybe it's eight. It's more than two. Uh, we know that for sure. And it's usually 35 bucks, and it's down to $19.99. So if that sounds interesting to you, follow the link in the description, not in the description, in the show notes, which you can find over at runjumpstomp.com, and you can save some money by picking that up. Now, speaking of saving money, I have said this a million times on this show. I've probably talked about it on other shows as well. Wario 64. You want to follow Wario 64. Wario 64 is uh I'm uh, like the 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 100% most in um tweetiest robot that there is. Like he is constantly tweeting out um although I feel like he's also manned by a person because he says funny things sometimes too. Uh but Wario 64 is always tweeting out deals, right? Video game related deals. And he was tweeting out a whole bunch of them. And I was seeing them earlier today, and I was like, oh, that's very interesting. I don't want to have to compile them all. Nintendo went ahead and tweeted out basically a whole bunch of games that are on sale right now. So I'm going to bring that up on screen. And it says, save big with cyber deals. These these are deals that are beginning um, today at 9 a.m. Pacific time and running until December 2nd at midnight. So let's talk about the games that are on sale. And I'm going to tell you which ones are really awesome games. So we've got Borderlands, Cuphead, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torna the Golden Country. Um, that game is 26 bucks. Now I have not played that. I played the original Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I did not play the follow-up, I guess follow-up DLC, whatever you want to describe it as. I didn't play that, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. So um, you definitely want to pick that up if you haven't. Uh, Hades, normally 25 bucks, down to 20 bucks. Everybody has been shouting at me to play Hades. I still have not played it. I don't have time to play to to add yet another game, especially one as absorbing as Hades uh, apparently is. By the way, it's on like I don't know for for um, the Game Awards. I think it's on there like seven or eight times. It must be really good. Uh, Just Dance 2021 Skyrim. I mean, if you haven't played Skyrim yet, it's half off, so go buy it. Dark Souls, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Doom. This is Doom 2016. Fantastic game. I would recommend if you have another place to play it, play it in another place. But if you only have a Nintendo Switch, then then go ahead and play it on the Nintendo Switch. 30 bucks is a good deal for that game. It's really, really fun. Uh, Jackbox Party Pack 7. This is the perfect game to uh to play i haven't played the seventh one i've played a bunch of the other jackbox games Uh, it's the perfect game to play at thanksgiving now with covid thanksgiving obviously you're not gonna you shouldn't be gathering with people who that you don't live with but use discord you can use discord and make a jackbox um discord like you can make your own discord and you can make a Jackbox thing, invite everybody in, and uh, you guys can play it together. It's really awesome. Wolfenstein 2, I haven't played it, so I don't know anything about it. Um, the Outer Worlds, really great RPG. That's 30 bucks. I heard not great things about the Switch version, so I'm not sure about that. Dragon Quest Builders is really awesome. That's 25 bucks. but honestly, I would say skip it and wait for the second one, which may or may not be on sale. I'm not sure. Uh, this list is really, really long, so I'm obviously not going to go through 
all of them. I'm scrolling through right now to see what stuff jumps out at me. Divinity Original Sin 2 is a fantastic game that is $34.99 down from $49.99. I'm going to continue scrolling. Zelda Link's Awakening. That game is fantastic. It's super fun. If you haven't picked it up, you absolutely should. And the same goes for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That's 40 bucks down from 60. That is an amazing RPG. Uh, if you're looking for a good, another good RPG, uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate is a really fun action RPG. That's only $16. That's probably because they know that Monster Hunter Rise is going to come out. And then once that comes out, people are not going to be buying Generations Ultimate. But Generations Ultimate is really good. And then we've got Diablo 3, one of the greatest games ever made. I have bought that game so many times and played through it so many times. I've got hundreds upon hundreds of hours in Diablo 3. It's awesome, and it's really good on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, make sure that you pick uh, pick that up if you haven't played it. And then lastly, people in chat are talking about Superhot. Superhot is, a, it is the most innovative game first-person shooter that I have played in years. And I guess I'll do one more, two more, two more. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, $47.99. Not much of a discount, but that game is incredibly fun. And Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. It is a huge game, side-scroller, as if it had come out on the NES, but super awesome gameplay. Uh, Shovel Knight is fantastic. Uh, it, it's already a good deal at 40 bucks, but it's actually only 20 bucks. And that's like, I think it's like five games, actually. It's really, really good. So those are some deals that are going on between now and December 2nd. If you if you need more, if you want to see the rest of the list, go to the show notes, runjumpstomp.com. find it ridiculous that almost um not almost the game came out in we'll say february and now we're at november the end of november it feels like and uh we just now got the ability to transfer animal crossing new horizons save file to a new console this is ridiculous to me it is ridiculous that nintendo launched this game that is so so absorbing and people put hundreds of hours into and you weren't unable to transfer the game to a new system. So if your Nintendo Switch broke, I can understand if we're talking about like a home console that doesn't move anywhere, but when you're talking about a portable console, it is ridiculous to me that the game did not launch with this. Now, I've spent a long time complaining about this on the show before. Well, luckily, I don't, I'll never have to complain about it again. Uh, because whether you want to move your entire island or just one character, you, de- you do need to have both Nintendo Switches on hand to do the transfer, but you can now transfer from one Switch to the other, which is not something that you could do for a very long time and is ridiculous. So, 
if you want to move your Animal Crossing's New Horizons Island to a different Nintendo Switch, first off, you have to keep in mind this will delete the data off of your original Switch. So Switch A and Switch B, it's going to delete it off of Switch A and move it to Switch B. That's so that you're not copying save files, although I don't know why anybody would care. So here's what you have to do. You have to download Animal Crossing New Horizons Island Transfer Tool from the eShop on both Nintendo Switches. You make sure New Horizons is updated to the latest version on both consoles. You launch the Island Transfer Tool on both consoles and follow the on-screen instructions. Once the transfer finishes, launch the game on the new Switch. When asked about existing resident data, select Existing Data. Select the villager name that matches the villager that you were playing on the previous Switch. Make sure it matches with the Switch user account you were using on the previous Switch for that character. And if you brought over more than one character in the save transfer, make sure that people's characters match the Switch user account when logging in. They'll only need to do this the first time that they sign into the new Switch for the first time. So that actually doesn't seem all that complicated. It's crazy to me that Nintendo didn't have this launched uh, with the game. Now, what if you want to just move your villager, not the entire island, but just your villager? There's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more steps. I am not going to read through them all. Go to runjumpstomp.com and follow the link in the show notes. This is episode six oh six, and you can find that information yourself. But if you are perhaps somebody who's getting a better battery switch for Christmas, or maybe you have been sharing a Nintendo switch with somebody. Uh, like let's say that you had a Nintendo switch and you and your family were sharing that switch to play animal crossing everybody together. And maybe Santa is going to bring everybody their own Nintendo switch. Now you're going to be able to transfer all of the characters and their stuff to their independent switches and that's just going to make everybody's life so much easier. Um, when the game first came out, I feel like I remember people tweeting at me that their spouse was enjoying the game so much that they ended up buying another Switch. And then they had to start from scratch, which is just not a cool thing. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk. We're going to go from the most family friendly game in the world to the least family friendly game in the world. Maybe not the least, but it's certainly not a family-friendly game. Uh, Doom Eternal, there's rumors that it's been canceled. I'm here to tell you it has not. Uh, the physical version has been canceled. Now, why did Nintendo or did id Software or ZeniMax or whoever owns it now, why did they cancel the, um, the, the physical version of Doom Eternal? Probably because it's so big. They were probably trying to fit it down to cartridge size. They couldn't get it down to cartridge size to a small enough cartridge size that would not cost them extra money because cartridges are expensive. And so they said, you know what? Screw it. We'll just do a physical only or a digital only release and then we can be done. And you know what? It, it, I know that there's people out there that really, really want to have physical versions of everything. But if you were, I bet you this game was going to be more expensive than it should have been based on the cartridge. Like I bet you that we they would have increased the price by 10 bucks or something or maybe they would have canceled it altogether and say we can't launch this game 
and make money if we have to pay for these cartridges. So I think it's perfectly fine that they've decided we're going to go with a digital-only release for Doom Eternal. Is that going to tick off some people? I think so. Uh, but for me, I think that that's probably the best-case scenario. Now, if I, look, I've played Doom Eternal. I've beat Doom Eternal. That game is really, really good. People in chat are talking about the Isabel slash Doom Guy ca- crossovers. Those were fun because <laughs> they both released the same month. Uh, anyway, um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, uh, if you can play Doom Eternal on, say, an Xbox or a PlayStation or a PC or Google Stadia, I re- I recommend that you play it in one of those places instead. And the reason why is because it's going to be so much better looking and it's going to play so much smoother on those platforms than it will on the Nintendo Switch. But if you don't have one of those other platforms and your internet isn't good enough for Google Stadia, then pick it up on Nintendo Switch because it's a really, really good game. All right, I've got one more thing to talk about, and this is only going to take like 30 seconds. Happy birthday to F-Zero. Uh, 30 years ago uh, today, F-Zero came out, or yesterday, sorry, 30 years ago yesterday, the uh, um, November 22nd, um, F-Zero released on the Super Famicom. Back in 1990, I was a freshman in high school. Uh, Anyway, I just wanted to mention that. That's it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. If you want to check out the community Discord with over 1,500 other people, if you want to watch the YouTube channel, if you want to get a hold of my Twitter, you can find all of that stuff on my website at runjumpstomp.com. Before we get out of here, I do have to thank our patrons. These are the people, uh, our awesome patrons, who are supporting at the producer level or higher, and I'm trying to click on it and bring it up on screen right now. That would be people like Matt Hadfield, John Eisenmenger, Bowser, Travis McGuire, and Sean Bustler, who changes his name every time, and he says, Hades is the game of the year. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.